When he opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for about half an hour, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel, holding a golden incense vessel, arrived and stood at the altar, and a large quantity of incense was given him to offer it with the prayers of all the holy ones on the golden altar that was before the throne. The smoke of the incense from the hand of the angel ascended with the prayers of the holy ones before God. But right away the angel took the incense vessel, and he filled it with some of the fire of the altar, and hurled it to the earth. And there were thunders and voices, and flashes of lightning, and an earthquake, and the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first one blew his trumpet, and there was ha, there was hail and fire mingled with blood, and it was hurled to the earth. And a third of the fire was burned up, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green vegetation was burned up. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was hurled into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were wrecked. The third angel blew his trumpet. And a great star burning like a lamp fell from heaven, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of waters. The name of the star is Wormwood, and a third of the waters turned into Wormwood, and many of the people died from the waters because these had been made bitter. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon and a third of the stars, in order that a third of them might be darkened, and the day might not have light for, the, for a third of it, and the night likewise. And I saw, and I heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven say with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those dwelling on earth, because of the rest of the trumpet blasts of the three angels who are about to blow their trumpets. The fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from heaven to the earth, and the key to the shaft of the abyss was given to him. He opened the shaft of the abyss, and smoke ascended out of the shaft like the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun darkened, also the air, by the smoke of the shaft. And locusts came out of the smoke unto the earth, and authority was given to them, the same authority that the scorpions of the earth have. They were told not to harm the vegetation of the earth, or any green plant, or any tree, but only those people who do not have the seed of God on their foreheads. And it was granted the locusts not to kill them, but to torment them five months, and their torment was like torment by a scorpion when it strikes a person. In those days people will seek death, but they will by no means find it, and they will long to die, but death will flee from them. And in appearance the locusts resembled horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what seemed to be crowns of gold, and their faces were like human faces, but they had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like those of lions, and they had breastplates like iron breastplates, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of horse-drawn chariots rushing into battle. Also, they have tails of stingers like scorpions, and in their tails is their authority to hurt people for five months. They have over them a king, the angel of the abyss. In Hebrew his name is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name of Apollyon. The one woe is past. Look, two more woes, one coming after these things. Two more woes are coming after these things. The sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard one voice from the horns of the god altar. This is before God. And I heard one voice from the horns of the 
from the horns of the golden altar that is before God, say to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, untie the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates, and the four angels who have been prepared for the hour and the day and the month and year were untied to kill a third of the people. The number of the armies of cavalry was two myriads of myriads. I heard the number of them, and this is how I saw the horses in the vision and those seated on them. They had fire red and hyacinth blue and sulphur yellow breastplates, and the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions, and fire and smoke and sulphur came out of their mouths. A third of the people were killed by these great plagues, by the fire and the smoke and the sulphur that came out of their mouths. For the authority of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents and have heads, and with these they inflict harm. No man is an island entire of itself. Each is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a premonitory were, as well as if a manner of thine own, or of thine friends were, each man's death diminishes me, for I am involved in mankind. Therefore, send not to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. All is lost. This foul Egyptian has betrayed me. My fleet has yielded to the foe. And yonder they cast their caps up and carouse together, like friends long lost. Triple turned whore, tis thou that hast sold me to this novice, and my heart makes only wars on thee. Bid them all fly, for when I am revenged upon my charm, I have done all. Bid them all fly, be gone. O son, thou uprise shall I see no more. Fortune and Antony part here, even here do we shake hands. All come to this, the hearts that spanielled me at hills, to whom I give their wishes, do discandy, melt their sweets on blossoming Caesar, and this pine is barked, that overtopped them all. Betrayed I am, oh, this full soul of Egypt, this grave charm, whose eye beck forth my wars, and called them home, whose bosom was my crowness, my chief end, like a rat gypsy, has, fast and loose, beguiled me to the very heart of loss. What? Eros? Eros. Unarm Eros, the long day's task is done, and we must sleep. That thou depart hence safe, does pay thy labour richly. Go, off, pluck off. The sevenfold shield of Ajax cannot keep the battery from my heart. Oh, cleave my sides. Heart, once be stronger than thy continent, crack thy frail case, apace, Eros, apace, no more a soldier, bruised pieces, go, you've been nobly born from me a while. I will overtake thee, Cleopatra, and weep for my pardon, so it must be, for now all length is torture, since the torch is out, lie down, and strain thy father, now all labour, now all labour mars what it does. Yeah, very false entangles itself with strength. Seal then, and all is done. Eros, I come, my queen. Eros, stay for me. Where souls do couch on flowers, we'll hand in hand, and with our sprightly port make the ghosts gaze. Dido and her Aeneas, 
shall want troops, and all the Humpiars come, Eros, Eros. Hey, Lewis, how you going? It's night time here, um, and the kids are all about to be home and everything. Dinner is about to be start being cooked and stuff. So how are you? I hope your bed-making duties are still going strong. And I hope that your daughter, Maya, is doing well at her singing lessons. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. I killed you, Mr. Anderson. I watched you die. And with a certain satisfaction, I might add. And then something happened, something that I knew was impossible, but it happened anyway. You destroyed me, Mr. Anderson. Afterwards, I knew the rules. I understood what I was supposed to do, but I didn't. I couldn't. I was compelled to stay, compelled to disobey. And now here I stand because of you, Mr. Anderson. Because of you, I am no longer an agent of this system. Because of you, I'm changed, unplugged, a new man so to speak, like you, apparently free. We are not here because we're free. We're here because we're not free. There's no escaping reason, no denying purpose, for as we both know, without purpose we would not exist. It is purpose that created us, purpose that connects us, purpose that pulls us, that guides us, that drives us. It is purpose that defines, purpose that binds us. We are here because of you, Mr. Anderson. We're here to take from you what you tried to take from us. Purpose. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. Mm. I imagine you can also feel me. You won't have to search for me anymore. I'm done running done hiding. Whether I'm done fighting, I suppose, is up to you. I believe deep down, we both want this world to change. I believe that the Matrix can remain our cage or it, become our, or it can, can become our chrysalis. That's what you helped me to understand. That to be truly free, truly free, you cannot change your cage. You have to change yourself. When I used to look out at this world, all I could see was its edges, its boundaries, its leaders and laws. But now I see another world, a different world where all things possible. A world of hope, of peace. I can't tell you how to get there, but I know if you can free your mind, you'll find a way.